Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast for May 3rd? I think that's right. I don't know. Because then this the like the April, is there 31 days or not? We're at the end of the month and nobody knows how many days there are in this month. I assume every month has 31 days. I think we won't know until we get there, until the future Daniel and future Chris look at the calendar. I wish... Um, can we just like make it universal that every month has like 30 days and then add an extra month at the end of that's only like 10 days. Right. I think there's only like five more, right? Like five more days. Extra days. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. So we can have like an extra freaking month, tiny month. Like, like February is not the tiny month anymore. Right. Well, that's true. Huh? February has my birth month is the shortest month. If we just take the w- extra day of those other months and put them into February. Okay. There you go. Wouldn't would it all even out? I think so. And I think it's what we should do. And then maybe it could be the top dog this time. Have 33 days. Oh, is that not too much? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I think it's May. I know it's May. It is. Yeah. Um, it may be. Okay. Welcome to May. Uh, we were on hiatus for a while. That's right. On a little break. Um, we took a little vacay. And um, it was a short, like, it was like a weekender. Yeah, right. Just all gone and back. Yeah, pretty much two-day little thing. Do you have, like, um, a flight routine? As far as, like, packing and all that, like, even before the actual flight? Yeah, do you have any, like, tips or, like... Because I, I know when flying, Yeah. if you're unorganized, it could really ruin the experience. You see those, like, families that was frantic at the airport, yeah. like, we're at what gate now? Yeah. Do you have the downloaded? Oh, it's it's an expired QR code. It's like all these all these tiny things are getting wrong. Right. Yeah, and it's it's even the fine details of, like... What do you have ready? What are you wearing on the flight sure. day? Yeah. Yeah. Because I sat next to someone on the on the flight mm-hmm. that was like, you're doing way too much. You're adding stress, unnecessary stress to your, your travels because you're doing too much. Extra things on their checklist is just to get on an airplane. Yeah. And then once we we're on the plane, uh-huh. I was like, this is a less than hour flight and you're <laughs> do, you're like struggling right now. So what did they do? What did they do? Did they have like a whole... Out, like, what's their routine? What did they look like? First off, um, I can tell they don't travel a lot. Sure. Because, like I said, it was like less than an hour flight and they had too much stuff. And they had too much stuff and you're sitting in the middle seat. It's too much stuff like luggage? Like, they, they might yeah. be at the place you're going to for a while. They had, I, I don't know. But, but they you had mean like, flight stuff? They had like luggage. They had like a bag. They had like snacks in the other hand. Oh, jeez. Water bottle. And they're trying to get into a middle seat. Yeah, I also don't like those people that bring more than they're allowed to. Like they have two carry-ons. Yeah. I, I get it, cheat the system, you know. Yeah. Forget the patriarchy. But it's like, and they, still, it's rude for everyone else. Right. I yeah. hate that. Because I had that once. And the lady just had like a gigantic blanket. A blanket. <laughs> what is it that? Was like a, it was like a small comforter she brought on and just put on her lap. I don't. Yeah, that's too much. You're doing mm-hmm. too much. Like, just suffer a little bit. <laughs> was your lady, did she have have the neck pillow does she have an eye mask yeah, so what, 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 what she, she looked like as soon as like she got sat down right uh-huh. she she had a backpack that would barely fit under the seat right okay that's and annoying too she took off her shoes she pulled out an ipad got her headphones out Got her water bottle out. This is all just like not a, not even everybody's seated yet. Oh, really? Yeah. This is pre like takeoff. So you didn't have the ding ding or the the light the seatbelt light is off yet. It's not even that at that point. We're not even there yet, and she's like unpacking. <laughs> she's actually staying there on the airplane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's our vacation. Yeah. 
hey, not everyone can have the great vacation. They have to stay in the Southwest airplane. This is your vacation. Yeah. I, look, like, yeah, get comfortable. But th- literally, this flight is 50 minutes. Yeah. And she takes off her shoes. So already there's no room for her feet under the seat because her bag is so big. Now she has shoes to deal with that's under there, too. And where did she put those? Is she just holding them up or, like, they're stuffed underneath the seat? It's like her shoes are, uh, her feet are out of the shoes, but she's, like, stepping on the shoes. Then just wear the shoes. I don't know this lady. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that extra stuff, just get comfortable as you can that makes yeah. sense when it's a 17 hour flight sure yeah when it's a Do that. 15 hour flight right who, who cares we're here to we're gonna sleep here yeah if right. you can follow well okay this is what i was gonna say mm-hmm. uh she did all that brought everything out she fell asleep so she didn't even use her ipad she didn't use her headphones or anything and then when we land it's like a hustle to put everything back together. Oh my! Is she holding up the line, or is it just like because no. when 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 it's time to stand up, or like yeah. when we get up there at the, to the terminal, it's like everyone is like, okay, jump out of your seat to get your bags, or else you're gonna be lagged behind and hold everyone else up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, like we were kind of like towards the middle back of the airplane. Okay, okay. So she had time, but still, it's like just chill out, lady. <laughs> you're doing all this unnecessary stuff. I saw uh, someone on our flight also had one of those things that you can attach your phone to the seat in front of you. Okay. So you don't have to hold your phone, your, your right. hefty, gigantic phone, and yeah. just to watch a movie or whatever. Uh-huh. And that kind of contraption seemed like too much for a 50-minute flight. <laughs> That's what I thought. It was like, just hold your phone for a little bit. Or we're gonna, we can put down the table yeah. in the middle of the flight and just put it, plop it there. Right. But he, he had like a whole contraption. It was kind of big. And she, he dropped it he dro- <laughs> at, at a certain <laughs> point. And you can hear the clang, clang, clang. There's the people that, um, you know, when you enter the flight, mm-hmm. you're going down the aisle, put your bag in front of you. So that way it's easy to, for you to lift up and put it into the compartments. There's people that are dragging it behind them. So they got to turn around, try to maneuver this luggage now in front of them. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When well, you're getting on the plane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's an, you just think ahead. Yeah, there's little things make it so much easier and just know you take off everyone else on the plane yeah I, I, also when like people wear backpacks when it's already getting up right. and they just they're standing up already and then they turn or whatever and right. backpacks go straight into my face like yes. <laughs> yeah that's annoying Unless you're uh, trying to catch a connecting flight, mm-hmm. don't get up right away. Yeah, that's true. But I, maybe they are. Maybe I have no idea how. I don't know how half of them will be, but it seems like they do. <laughs> I can. I just know you're not. <laughs> you just want to hate somebody. I'm just saying your bags are there. You don't need to check the compartment that your bag's still there. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> they say it rustles around. Maybe move into a different compartment. Oh, okay. So I teleported. Yeah. Uh, that said, I see some people at the airport that are like super comfortable and I'm not there yet. I'm not on their level. <laughs> like they got joggy pants on and they That's have, me. But they have Crocs on too. Okay. I'm not there, right? <laughs> I can't. And they'll have, I saw someone like fly without luggage. Okay. What do they do? Yeah. What's oh, their life? I don't know. <laughs> they didn't look like bummy or anything. They just were on a vacation without luggage. That's, I'm trying to be yeah. you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I am... A little, maybe sometimes too nonchalant when it comes to flying. Oh, really? Because like, you know how the boarding groups will have to get in line? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to get in line. <laughs> I know where my spot is. And then when my spot reaches the the gate, that's when I'll get up and kind of just squeeze in. And does anyone like us? Uh, hey, you're cutting. You, this isn't your number. No, okay. no. But if they I do, I can just show them I'm in this number. And they 
what range. is it like? Why aren't you standing up, right? And it's a whole fiasco. I don't. It doesn't matter if I'm standing up. Yeah. What if I just showed up at this moment? I know, I know. That's that's what I imagine would happen. Yeah, it's a virtual queue. Like we all have assigned times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. I'd I'd imagine how by now because you do that a lot, and I'm like, yeah. All right. Well, I don't care. Like. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Stand there and hog up more space in there? Because it's already too... That area is too small to fit that many people. Yeah, it is kind of weird and awkward. Yeah. Especially because on the right next side, that's where people are sitting. Yeah. So you're standing in front of people sitting. It's weird. Right. I'm not I'm not cutting. Mm. I'm just not getting in line <laughs> <laughs> until my position in line is right at the, the checkpoint. I am legally cutting here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Flight, flight. It's it's the wonder, the amazement of flight. It's a hassle now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're flying. You're in a tube, thousands of feet in the air, going I across miles. I, I don't know how it's done. I think it's just. I think it's the belief of everyone on the flight <laughs> is what powers the <laughs> engines. <laughs> Because they say like, um, I'm I'm assuming, I don't know this, but you're just thrusting the engines with so much force that aerodynamics lifts up that horizontal building. That's, yeah, that's the thing is like the only thing really moving that looks like it's moving is those, the little tiny engine. It's like compared to the whole plane, it's pretty small. And then the, the the wings are not flapping like a bird. It's right. not like a bird. Why There's no it? propellers like in front of the plane. <laughs> what do birds think of planes? <laughs> like they're amazed as we are. <laughs> and like when, when the plane takes off and you could feel the G's a little bit, right? You could feel oh, yeah. the force. It does not feel nearly enough to lift up. What you think? Yeah. Yeah. Lift off. Like you think it's going to be like <laughs> yeah. someone's going to count down? I In my head to fly, you need like rockets. <laughs> You need training, like you need to go around in that little uh, space, like yeah. thing that whips you around. Right. And your face gets pulled back, and you look a hundred years old. Flying should not be this easy. I don't understand how it is. Those Wright brothers got it right. Well, um, we went on a trip. It was enjoyable. We're yeah. back now, back with a brand new comic book. Uh, and we're going to catch up on all the news that came out. So I want you to explain how the show works. Yeah. If you're uh, getting ready for a pop quiz, here's a little study plan. Here at the show, we have three different parts. First up, we'll run down the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. And today, we're doing Nemesis. At the end, we'll talk about a side story we've been watching, reading, any entertainment we've taken in this week. Let's get into the news. The highly anticipated Flash movie is coming out next month, and the second trailer has dropped. We get to see a lot more of Michael Keaton's Batman returning. Yeah, yeah. He plays more of an element in this trailer, doesn't he? Yes, and we get to see a little bit more of what maybe like the the feel of the movie is and the, the driving force behind Barry Allen, the Flash. Um, he goes back in time. It's essentially Flashpoint, the comic book, right? Yeah, yeah. Some twists. It goes back in time to try to prevent the death of his mother. Yes. Right. And um, so this got me uh, a little bit thinking about the, the timeline of the movie. Okay. So he goes back in time, right? And we see kid Barry Allen. Yeah, monkey. What? That's what his mom calls him, okay. monkey. Okay. <laughs> And then um, I'm assuming he changes that, saves her. Right. And then does he does he go forward now in time? I think he does, but I think he goes still before. Like he went to like um, Superman, right? Uh, Man of Steel. Man of Steel time. Which would be, I think, 10 years prior to like 
Justice League? Justice League time. 10 years, really? Okay. Something like that, right? A couple of years, yeah. Something yeah. before. So, because Zod is there. Because Zod is there, right? He goes to the time when Zod attacks. But there is no uh, Henry Cavill now because of what he did. Some type of butterfly effect yeah. happened. Ashton Kutcher was in the mix. It's all his fault. Yes. He goes to that time frame, which also now Ben Affleck doesn't exist in that time frame. I, I guess. I guess so. I don't know. And it combines 1989 Batman man into that into this dimension now is it like um this is odd stuff it looks like a flashback yeah. but like a different flashback maybe he he jumps even past that back to his regular time like I don't know. I don't know if the Zod stuff actually is when he jumps to, or it's just like, this is what happened. He's not going to jump to that time. Zod took over. Now, present day Zod is king. It's it's, it's like Biff. Biff won. Or, <laughs> you know, it's like he that. Found, Zod found the almanac. Exactly. I see. That's what I think is going to go on. It's past where he already did his stuff. He he wins. The, you think the, so? the villain wins. Hey, possibly. Because why would we get Michael Keaton? And it's not Ben Affleck. I don't know. So I think, he does he jump even further in the future? Why would he do that? I don't know. I, this confuses me because I think the idea is he goes to a time where there's no metahumans. Okay. Which explains why Superman's not there, Aquaman's not there, Wonder Woman's not there. Why does Batman just doesn't... Batman is not a metahuman. I mean, okay, so it's Michael Keaton, I guess, not Ben Affleck, yeah. right? So he's still Batman. He's still Batman. And then um, that universe's Barry Allen does not have powers and has longer hair. Is that right? Does <laughs> yeah. He? Oh, because we saw there's like two costumed flashes. Right. So I think because in, Fla in Flashpoint, the comic book, Barry yeah. Allen loses his powers. Okay. So I think there's a sequence where he must again recreate the experiment that gave him his powers and that causes both Barry Allens to get flash powers what? now. Okay. That, and this is what I'm projecting Imagining. on and I'm what, kind of deciphering from the trailer. We did see the two costumes, right? One looks like the one we know, or at least like a the same similar. costume. The other one looks like bulkier. Yeah. Maybe I, it's like like training wheels costume. You know what I mean? Like a little fluffier of a costume. Maybe because he's brand new to these powers. This so Barry Allen. So I think Allen. that Barry Allen is using a Michael Keaton Batman costume. Oh, okay. And they, they just cut off the pointy ears. Four Formatted to yeah. his look. I can believe that. All right. And then um, MacGyvered it. I know the Barry Allen we see, I think, has like yellow Speed Force lightning. All right. And then that Barry Allen has like blue Speed Force lightning. And I think that's just to differentiate the two. Okay. I thought the costume would do that. But like, they do seem like they're at odds at a certain point in the movie. They're arguing yeah. at each other. Long hair, short hair, Barry Allen. Yeah. So he might be like a angry antagonistic force at one point. Because I think what happens is Barry, the one we're no Barry Prime, I'll say. Okay. Short hair Barry. Sure. <laughs> um, realizes like I messed everything up. Um, I have to put everything back to normal. Meaning my mom has to die. Okay. And that's that other Barry's mom. Sure. Right? So he's like, no, don't do that. Heck no. Yeah. Because yeah, he doesn't know another world. Yeah. Right. So then that's what's going to pit them against each other. Is it, so is Zod still going to be the big thing? Is there going to be more, you think? Like get villains? More, more villains that take I over? I think, um. Because there's no metahumans on Earth to defend the the Earth's greatest heroes. They're not mightiest heroes. They're not there. 
I think um, short hair Barry will put everything back to normal, but okay. long hair Barry is now in that world with him. Oh. As like Dark Flash or Evil Flash. Reverse Flash? Maybe, yeah. Just because yeah. he like, you changed my world. I can I can believe You killed that. my mom. Yeah, yeah. I could see that happening where he just like hates him so much. Yeah. That if he's going to stick around, does he get erased? Does he follow him into the, the past and then back to short haired Flash's present? And so then they are angry each other. He, he's, yeah, I don't know. The, the second Barry's is yeah. the one out of his No, he's element. the one out of time. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like it could make sense. Yeah. We should become writers. <laughs> I, all signs point to this being a pretty great movie. Like Apparently, it's all the fantastic. Re- reviews, Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, is this going to be like superheroes... Um, Top Gun, you know? right? It yeah. seems like the the big uh, bombastic action things. It's it's it is Snyder esque, but also sure. kind of Top Gun like. But I, I think what it is is the, what they're saying is it has everything you want in a, like a superhero movie. Okay. So I think there's like fun action, heart, drama. Yeah. The the Barry Allen, he's all with the jokes. The jokes landed better in the Zack Snyder version. So maybe this sure. is gonna lay that down perfectly. Batman, I think like people are still getting the nostalgia for. The character. I mean, yeah. so much Batman iconography here with the with the ship over over like the the moon. Yeah, the, all the, the great, Batman costumes. The catchphrase: "You want to eat some nuts? Let's go buy some nuts." <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, it's close. <laughs> you said it in the trailer. <laughs> um. My, I, I have a theory that I've heard some rumors about this too. Uh-huh. I think other heroes will sh- appear. Ooh. So I think like Wonder Woman and Aquaman might still appear in it. Are they like in their, you know, realm? They didn't just, they didn't escape. Sure. Yeah. Atlantis. They didn't yeah. escape the Mascara. So then they're yeah. not a team. That could be. Okay. Yeah. Cause mm. in the Flashpoint, they were in it and they're like at war with each other. Yeah. So maybe there's like a secret war. <laughs> secret war is happening in the background. All right. Hope to keep it civil, right? Like, <laughs> so that makes sense. It's a lot to stuff in one movie, but yeah, maybe that could be a second movie. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, do you think they're going to continue on with Ezra Miller? I know we haven't seen the movie yet. Yes. But we know the big like slate is being wiped off. Do you think this is the last we see of Ezra Miller as the Flash? Will they? Won't they? I don't know. I think they should. That's you think they shouldn't continue? Yeah, with Ezra Miller as a okay. Flash. Okay. I think this is a okay stopping point or yeah. reboot point. Yeah. And just, it was, I think for both parties, for the company and Ezra Miller, you know. You know what I, I think? think we, I think, my personal opinion. What I think would be cool and they, they could do is, um, yes, stop using Ezra Miller as the Flash for now. Okay. And the new Flash they introduced for the new DC stuff is Wally West. All right. All right. And then reincorporate... <laughs> Ezra Miller in like whatever five six seven eight years that makes sense like he was lost in the speed force the, the waters like are cooled that. a bit okay yeah someone inspired by him someone that else finds the the speed force makes sense yeah yeah I think you think that's what they're gonna do um it, I think so yeah maybe that's why they didn't hamper down like we're not gonna have Ezra Miller we're not gonna have him for now we'll have him later on yeah because I mean they have a lot of stuff to introduce. So they don't need to continue with Flash stuff right away. I mean, Flash wasn't on the slate yet as far as James right. Gunn's word. Yeah. Again, that was just the first half of their quote-unquote fa- phase right. that they announced. Mm-hmm. So so uh, I do think, there, of course, there will be Flash stuff in his DC. And I think it would be cool if it was Wally West. 
He, uh, crazy enough, he's the even funner one. Yeah. So maybe maybe his jokes will land better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, most people's Flash that they think is Barry Allen, it's Wally West. Oh yeah. The idea that they think of when they think of Flash, in like the DC comics and like the whatever nineties and stuff. That's like Wally West. That's not Barry Allen. They have like the same costume. I think that's why people get confused. It's, uh, it's, it's a little different, but yeah, it's the same idea. What's the difference? Is it the the Thunderbolt? It's the nose. Are you serious? Oh, the nose is out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. So like, I know I know our listeners can't see us, but this is Barry Allen and this is Wally West. Oh, nose out <laughs> is Wally West. I think so, yeah. No. Wow, okay. That seems less aerodynamic when the nose out. Yeah, but he can like, breathe. Okay, better cardio. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Well, you learned from his mentor's lessons, okay. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to mention about the flash trailer comes out june 16th yeah so, so kind of kind of soon pretty soon yeah yeah uh, i think they showed a little bit of that or maybe all of it uh, at cinemacon mm-hmm. um, another thing they announced at cinemacon is that the upcoming craven movie which i'm super excited about yeah is gonna be sony's first marvel movie that's rated r interesting okay so like m- it's Morbin Time and <laughs> the Venoms. Yeah. Those are both PG-13, first R-rated uh, Spider-Man related movie out of Sony. And it's, we, they got the trailer at CinemaCon. We didn't get it ourselves, no. us, the, the lowly public, but they got to see the trailer, the teaser at least, and got mm-hmm. some hints of how it's going to feel. Yeah. Um. Again, people know I'm a big fan of Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. I think uh, this, I'm not going to say this movie is going to put him into the next level of stardom, but I think this movie is going to allow him the role that will put him on the map. The inroads, you're saying yeah. this is a stepping stone. This is like the the front door to like, oh, now you're Hollywood's it guy. You're thinking superstardom or, because he's not like, he's not small, tiny peanuts right no, now. No, but there's a small- Thinking next tier. Tier. Because, like, the, there's definitely tiers of Hollywood stardom, right? Yeah. There's your old guys, like the Brad Pitts, the Matt Damons, right? And then for female actresses, you could throw in, like, Margot Robbie's up in there, right? Okay, yeah. And then there's, like, the next level. Uh, I don't know who's in there. Like Matthew McConaughey? You could even throw him up in the top the one, top maybe. top one, okay. But you know, Jake Gyllenhaal's. I see. Ryan Gosling's, right? I think he'll enter that. How dare you? <laughs> I think he'll enter that realm. That that's your okay. Yeah, you want to? It's kind of like the B tier, maybe. I, I mean, regular. you're saying Ryan Gosling's B tier. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying that's Flipping B tier. I'm just saying it's not the top tier. Tier two, because then there's like the highest of highest tiers. Oh, I see. So you're saying there's like an S tier still. Yeah, it's like Elron Hubbard, <laughs> Tom Cruise. I see. <laughs> But yeah, I'm saying like, there's the one where it's like, it doesn't matter what the movie is, it's going to make- It's going to sell out. Sell out. The Rock. I mean, as far <sighs> as like performance, weird. he's not there. But we're, yeah. if we're talking pure numbers- Rock does numbers. He does numbers. Yeah. Kevin Hart, even, I guess. <laughs> Proportionally, does numbers. <laughs> pound for pound. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think he'll enter that upper atmosphere- Upper echelon. Where it's like, um, everyone knows his name. Okay. Everyone knows Ryan Reynolds' name. Okay. Yeah. I don't think everyone knows Aaron Taylor Johnson's name. For a long time, I didn't know his voice. Like, it's kind of like high and squeaky for a buff dude. Yeah. I think his voice is the voice from (laughs) Kick-Ass. Except English, right? Isn't he English? 
He's English or, or Australian? Australian or New Zealand or something, something like that. Something, yeah. Okay, okay. But I think he's a great actor, super underrated. It sounds like from the reception of the audience, yeah. this is going to be a notch higher than the Venom movies, even Venom 1, definitely better than the Morbius movie. That'd be great. So, I mean, has a lot of things going for it that sound promising. Like yeah. the John Wick type of action that cool. they say in the trailer. I think it's going to be like... Uh, the Punisher meets Greta Thunberg. because <laughs> oh, he's, he's like a... He's like an activist, right? Yeah, like something he, like that. He protects the natural world. Or right. That's their twist on it. He's yeah. not a, necessarily a hunter. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to protect nature against people, maybe? I, I think the... I don't know if it's a villain or just the antagonist or mm-hmm. other uh, character in this is Chameleon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's like... Almost the opposite, whereas he's hunting, right? If he's craving the hunter, Chameleon's is trying to blend in, trying to hide, right? Okay. So it's almost like a better antagonist than a Spider-Man would even be. I think Chameleon, he's like uh, like a gangster too. So he's just kind of straight up money guy, you know? Yeah, could he, be, yeah. He's the half-brother, right? So he's like, yeah. maybe they have different philosophies in life and that's where they butt heads. Right. The other one's like... I don't care about the money. We were already rich. Uh-huh. The Kravenovs. He just <laughs> wants to <laughs> wants to protect whatever nature. I think their father was played by Russell Crowe. Yeah, big name. Yeah, uh, the Greek god of thunder, lightning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I never watched Morbius. Venom Two was the biggest letdown. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> how like. Just fast it was. Yeah, it's so weird. It's such a poorly edited movie. It's almost not a movie. It doesn't feel like a movie. Yeah. I felt like I was falling down. <laughs> like <laughs> falling into the next scene. Yeah, right? just like yeah. falling through scenes. It's kind of cut like a te- like a trailer. Right, yeah. Kind of just scene after scene. Moving on to the next one. Here's what you get to see when the movie actually comes out. <laughs> and before you know it, you've seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> we but, still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I think uh, Craven's going to be very good if they're saying it's going to be rated R. I mean, you make the decision to make it rated R because you'll lose the viewers by making it more restricted, right? Yeah. I mean, it just opens up to more audience members, I guess. Yeah. When you're PG-13, you have more audience members. Yeah. So there's a reason they want to keep it rated R. It must be because it's like the substance is there they that got, they want to keep. They got this, these wicked shots or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they got what I keep in there. Um, something they introduced in this trailer too is Rhino is going to be- Oh, really? The, yeah. Cool. So it's played by this guy, Alessandro Nevalo. I looked up the guy. He seemed like he was sure. like a like a play actor, not not in the, the movies yet. Okay. He's a pretty skinny guy. He's not buff like guys that play Rhino typically are like big and muscular. He's not like, muscular like Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Uh, so it's just like the guy, the regular comic book accurate guy uh-huh. is big, even if he has the mech suit. If you remember from like the video game, yeah. he's still pretty big. Right. This guy, he's is going to be like a svelte rhino. I don't know. Is What's his deal? It, they said his like skin like transforms into rhino skin. What? In the trailer, in the teaser. If, if the internet is not lying to me. Oh, interesting. That's not how. Okay, I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything. Harp on it. Yeah, I want to see it first before I complain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is really like telephone. Like, I don't like what I hear right now. Not what I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think could this like be the thing that's gonna big big promises for the Sinister Six that's gonna come through? Are we gonna? It doesn't seem like promising. We're gonna get that ever. I'm already tired of that Sinister Six. Um, they should release them faster. I mean, if you were going to do it, uh-huh. No Way Home was 
the one to do it with. And you could technically say it was Sinister Six. Um, but it's just like, just forget that idea and just make good movies now. Oh, yeah? Because okay. um, I, I do think they want to connect these universes. Uh, as they should, I think. But like, this doesn't have to be Sinister Six. Like, that doesn't have to be like the goal. The end goal. Yeah. Yeah. It just keeps the fan like anticipating something big. Some idiots on a podcast can talk about it. Yeah. You know, something like that. <laughs> I don't think it's it's necessary. There's better Spider-Man stories than Sinister Six. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I think it'd be still cool to see if they team up at a certain point and we finally get a Spider-Man in there. I, I think I get yeah. their own freaking Spider-Man. I hope they finally get a Spider-Man. But I have a feeling to get Sinister Six, they're gonna force some stupid story. Oh, and that I don't want that. Yeah, you don't you don't want to see Jed Leto's beautiful face anymore. I'm just saying, like, why would he team up with Craven and Venom and whatever that uh, would force him to want to attack Peter Parker? That's they all like, have different wants. Kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah. They don't really team up until they've been thwarted by Peter yeah. Parker for so many years. Right. So why would they do it right away? Makes no sense. Uh, so don't do it, Sony. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, the villainy stuff, maybe it's kind of going to be cool. We, he does hold up the Craven accurate costume at a certain point. He doesn't wear it yet in the trailer. Oh, he just holds he's it. He's holding up. it. So for, it's like that deep V. Yeah. Deep V. <laughs> Super deep. Lion face, which doesn't make sense with his what we portray of his character. He's not a games hunter, I think. I don't know. I wonder, but by the end, he's like, forget it. I'm just like, I'm going to hunt now. Oh, okay. At first, I was trying to be peaceful. I see. Maybe it's his dad's. Okay. <laughs> Um, what else we got here is there's a TV show called Dead Boy Detectives coming out. They're coming out on yeah. Netflix. Um, this is apparently going to be related to the Sandman universe. This is just like a new leak that that Neil Gaiman announced. This is a a TV show revolving around two recently deceased uh, young boys, maybe teenagers, that mm-hmm. find out uh, and solve paranormal, um, you know, crimes or whatever. Like that. so, this is in the Sandman universe in yeah. the comics, right? In the comics, they're debuted there and span span off into their own comic book line. I think. So then now they're making this show, and I think originally it was going to be on HBO. That's right. Yeah. But now that it's shifted over to Netflix, they're going to incorporate it into the Sandman. Netflix show. Sandman universe, yeah. which I think is good to hear because, you know, I'm I'm inching for just more of that universe. Mm-hmm. Season two has been announced already. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. So if it's going to be in the style of that, that's just more to see. But the, the Dead Boy Detectives uh, storyline, I don't think I've ever read that much of it. Just oh, what really? I've read from the comics. It's, it's been a while since that's like one of the later issues too. Yeah. So I don't remember it too well. I never got into that far. So I don't know anything about the Dead Boy. In my head, it's like Casper. I think of it as like uh, Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew. Meets Casper. <laughs> meets, meets Casper, meets Ghostbusters type of thing. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think. They did appear recently on the Titans, uh, or no, De- Doom Patrol TV show. Oh, okay. That seems like they Doom would Patrol. fit. Yeah. yeah. So they, they showed up there. Wait, is it the same actors? It's not going to be the same actors. Because okay. I think those guys were literally teenagers, and I think they're going to go with like kids that are going to be playing these these two roles, these, oh, these okay. brothers yeah. that are detectives too. Interesting. But, yeah, something I want to see. I just I never dug into the spinoffs of Sandman a whole lot. Yeah, because I like I think what I like about it is Neil Gaiman's writing, and the spinoffs are typically not by him. It's like a guest writer or something. Guest writer or the 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 what's the universe Sandman universe type yeah. thing in the comic books. It's mm-hmm. all these new writers that are giving their fair shake at the Sandman property. Yeah, and it's just like it's these young kids that finally get to write for Sandman. The Fox show that got like revived 
arrived on Netflix. Which one? Lucifer. Oh, yeah. Would that be considered in the Sandman universe? It is, yeah. It's actually the same character. Yeah, but you think in in the the Netflix show? No, it's not. That's the one thing that I'm happy about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not crapping on the show. It's just not the same vibe, all right? It's just like a pretty boy, I mean, type thing. (laughs) It's not the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a CW show. You want uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Sure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you watched the show at all, that show specifically? I've seen clips. And I don't get it. I don't know. It just kind of gets played after a while. There's really? a lot of. Have you watched it? Yeah, I have watched it. I've given it a try because I knew it was the Neil Gaiman Lucifer character, but yeah. it's just not. Not what you're thinking. Not what I was thinking. I don't. I don't. I don't know if he's even mad that they like changed it or warped it to their liking. I think he's just oh. like, it's just fine. I'll take the money. <laughs> oh, really? I think. I think. I, I was watching. I was like, is this suits? Yeah, That's it's what like I thought that. It was. <laughs> it's like all these things that they kind of water down. You know, Hannibal type okay. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But Sandman, I just want to see more of these characters. Maybe they'll they'll be crossover. Maybe uh, Morpheus makes his way into yeah. this show. That makes sense. They couldn't have mixed the two if he was on HBO Max. So now they're really developing the Sandman universe on Netflix. Yeah. Are there other spinoff characters you'd like to see? Spinoff characters. Maybe the Death character could have her own series. Because there's like a bunch of spinoff comics yeah. based on her. Just right. uh, like Life and Death, I think, is a storyline of hers that can work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking if they could just redo the Lucifer storyline, but like a different take on it. Yeah. Where like, there's like a storyline where, um, Lucifer Morningstar actually like has like a cold war with God in a certain point. In this. Okay. Yeah. So I think that could be a whole series. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. How about you? Do you I don't anything? really know any... Um, Sandman stuff. Yeah. Um, Constantine. Constantine could work. Yeah, yeah, but that's he didn't make the thing right. It's like it was Alan Moore's. Or no, who was it? Yeah, Alan Moore made him in Swamp Thing. So it'd have to be a different take on it. Someone else, I think, should lead it. So like showrun it. It's not Neil Gaiman. Yeah, that's my take. Okay. Uh, well, that's interesting. Do you know when that comes out? The Dead Boy. No, whatever. It's not announced when it's going to come out yet. It was announced a while ago, but this is now just Neil Gaiman announcing it's going to be tied into Sandman because. It's on Netflix now. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting how like all of these DC things, they're just orphaning them out to other streaming platforms because they're not the tied. Yeah. They're not tied to James Because they want to connect to everything. Yeah, right. So everything that's not connected, but they want to continue, they're throwing to other. This is jumping Netflix. The Batman thing is going to Amazon. Yeah. Things like that. Interesting. I wonder how good the whole connected DC stuff will turn out. Yeah. On big screen, because I think they want to do big screen on streaming on on video games. Video games too, yeah. That's yeah. so weird. It's like characters voice act the live action versions of them, and so it's like it's a lot to handle. Do you think that's going to restrict who they can get, like as far as actual voice actor slash actors? I think eventually they're going to bail on that idea. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I think it might be same continuity, but I think maybe, you know, voice actors might step in when uh, live action actors can't do the voiceover. They could totally get someone that sounds like the real actor. That actually makes more sense to me. Yeah. But uh, who knows? Like video games make a lot of money. So maybe they want a piece of that pie. Yeah, I bet they do. They make way more money than movies, right? Overall, the whole industry, not necessarily the voice actors versus Yeah, but thing. if you think about um, video games, they take like several, several, several years to make one that's, game. That's true. Yeah. Whereas a movie, you can make in less than a year. But you can do it in pajamas. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
that is it for the news this week. Um, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Do that. Just search us in your podcast app. Hit that follow button. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, leave us a review on all your podcast platforms. Maybe just hold it in your heart. Think about us. <laughs> it's time to get into the comic book. This week, it's called Nemesis. Question. Yeah. Let's hear it. What if Batman were the Joker? What if? Huh. <laughs> They've done that already now. That is the question for the premise of the book we're doing today, which is titled Nemesis. Um, it is, I'm going to say this way up front, mature reading. Yeah. Gory, even it, more than that. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe the most mature reading we've ever had for the show. Like as an R-rated. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this is not for everybody. And it definitely is not for younger readers. Yeah. I think Mark Miller kind of tends that direction. This is the most like that. This is, yeah, this is the most. I, I was like, whoa, this is shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is by, like you said, writer Mark Miller mm -hmm. and artist Steve McNiven. Um, and it is, uh, first I want to talk about the imprint that it, it was published on, which is Icon Comics. Yeah. Which is an imprint of Marvel Comics. It is, yeah. I didn't know that this is under Marvel. I think it's like Marvel is the umbrella company, but it's not in the Marvel Universe, right? No, not at all. Um, Icon, in the imprint under Marvel, was started in 2004, hmm. and it essentially was a plan for Marvel to keep their, like, big guns like the big creative um, creators from leaving Marvel because everybody was leaving to create their own work under maybe like Image or another publication where they would have full rights to it, right? Vertigo, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is their plan to keep them here. Like, you can make your own thing. It's your creator own stuff, but you're still contracted with us to do Marvel stuff. Okay. Okay. So they're not like, uh, is it is it creator owned or is it just not Marvel storyline? I think line? it's creator owned, but published by Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's only really just to the, the biggest names. Yeah. They're not giving it to every, anybody. Yeah, when I read you the list of titles that was under Icon, it's like mostly mostly Mark Miller, honestly. Okay. And then some other big names that you've heard of. So like Mark under Mark Miller um, was like Kick Ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, which you would call it uh, Super Crooks mm. stuff like that was under Icon. But then uh, another big name, Brian Michael Bendis, his Powers comic book was under uh, Icon. Oh, was it? I didn't know that. Yeah. And then um, Ed Brubaker. Yeah. The Criminal comic book. Oh, I always was thought that was an image. Yeah. And then um, Matt Fraction, Casanova. Have you heard of that story? Yeah, I considered doing that for the podcast at okay. a certain point. So that's under Icon. So those are like the big names. There's a few other ones. But honestly, it's like mostly just those guys, their, their stories uh, under imprint because they didn't want to let go of those, those creators. I see. Okay. Keep them happy, right? Yeah. But um, when Brian Michael Bendis left Marvel, that was around, I think, 2017, I think that kind of ended Icon Imprint. Oh, really? That yeah. was a departure? I think it was kind of like, they kind of almost made it to keep him. Him? Oh. Yeah. With his first book, it was called um, Brilliant, which I, I never heard of. Me neither. But Interesting. They, they pretty much created this subdivision to keep him. So once he left, we're like, okay, well, let's just get rid of this then. <laughs> 
<laughs> they kind of just like die off quietly. Kind of. I think it's still around. Just nothing has come out since 2017 when he left. Oh, okay. Yeah. So hmm. it's almost like. I wonder if they'll revive at a certain point. It's like in hibernation, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But back to the writers today, uh, Mark Miller. You know him. We've done a lot of his work already. Um, A lot of the popular comic book movies that are not Marvel or DC are are his. Some of the, yeah. So, like, uh, ones that I like are, like, Kick-Ass, Wanted, uh, the Kingsman franchise. They're all under his, uh, they're his creations. That's right. Um, He's got a deal with Netflix right now. Some of his things are turning to TV shows. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jupiter's Legacy. Super Crooks. Super Crooks, right. Um, so I'm I'm kind of excited to see. I wonder if like Nemesis will hit the either streaming or the big screen. Yeah, it's got to go uh, R-rated for sure. Yeah, I don't know how you do this anything, but um, Mark Miller has won a bunch of awards. Oh. And weirdly enough, when uh, we're talking about how like adult and R-rated this comic book is, the first award he won was the Eisner Award back in 2000. For the uh, best title for younger audiences. <laughs> really? <laughs> was it for this book? No. <laughs> it was for Superman Adventures. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. Um, he also won an Eisner Award for Best Writer for uh, an upcoming thing from James Gunn's DC Universe, The Authority. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know he was in, involved in that. Heavy. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that was like his thing. Cool, cool. Wow. Um, he's won uh, also a bunch of like Eagle Awards, which I, I don't know necessarily too much about the Eagle Awards, but this guy has won a bunch. Yeah, yeah. He's a big name in the industry for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, we're, we're talking about the titles he's done. Uh, the Ultimates. Yeah. And like Civil War. So right. yeah, I think they did want to keep him happy. You know, yeah, Marvel was like, you exactly. make some good uh, event comics, so we need him. Exactly. And then the the artist for today is Steve McNiven. Um, he's done a bunch of work too for Marvel. Uh, he's done work for like Amazing Spider-Man, Captain, uh, Captain America, Marvel Knights, uh, New Avengers. I think that maybe the most notable thing though is he did work on Civil War. And I think he might have done like a, a comic that we did, uh, Death of Wolverine. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's maybe where uh, you've heard that name before. But he's a great artist. The art in this book gets pretty like explosive, pretty gruesome, and he does not hide any detail. <laughs> I think he's happy to do that type of work too. Like like Wolverine, whatever, he'll tear a character apart. So you've seen that. Right? Yeah. He's he's happy to do that. He did Old Man Logan, so like there's a lot of that stuff in there too. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> So like I said, the the idea of this comic is what if Batman were the Joker? The bad guy, the villain. Yeah. What if Batman, with all his intelligence, all his resources, all his training, was evil, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As maniacal as a Joker, right? Right. So this comic book, we're doing the first four issues, which I think it only is four issues. It's only like one limited series. Um, I think they revived this recently. Oh, really? I think there's some new issues, yeah. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Uh, because it starts off with this character, right? He goes by the name Nemesis. He's like, imagine in this world, there are no superheroes, but he is like the one and only supervillain. Right, legit, real supervillain. Everyone kind of knows him. He's seen as a, like a terrorist. Right. Yeah, in a costume. In a costume. He wears almost a Batman-esque style costume, but it's all white, a la Jaden Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden Smith at a, at a wedding? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it doesn't have the pointy ears of a bat. Sure. But basically yeah. everything else, Batman style, right. in all whites. Yeah. And uh, at the start of the story, he is in Tokyo and he has captured the police chief of Tokyo and he's like held hostage right now. The city knows that he's kidnapped him. So the SWAT team is like assembling to rescue him. And they're like breaching the the building where he's being held captive, his hotel building, right? And meanwhile, Nemesis is like monologuing to the police chief, right? And he's pretty much just saying like, you know, I, I warned you this would happen. Nothing can stop me. I'm the world's best supervillain. He's right? like naming off all the other police chiefs he's bested already. Like right. ones in like Shanghai, like all mm. everything kind of around Asia. Yeah. So it seems like he is just another, he's like almost like collecting police chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> he sees them as like check boxes on his to-do yeah. list, you know? And as the like deadline to save him approaches, the SWAT team breaks into the room and they're about to save him. But when they get into the room, it's not the room where the chief is in. It's like a room that's booby trapped with just huge barrels of gasoline and like a bomb timer. It explodes and erupts. And that building that the bombs were in just ex- tip topples to the side like a skyscraper. Right. right. Like the whole building falls down. Sideways. And crumbles. smashes into like uh, the subway line. Mm-hmm. So the train tracks are like cut in half, right? It's not where the chief was at all. No. In fact, the chief was in... Like, like a tunnel. Okay. And he's saying like, okay, well, they, they fell for the trap. <laughs> so there's no way you're going to survive. And then uh, when he looks, the chief sees like headlights coming and it's the train. <laughs> yes. He's on the tracks as uh, Nemesis and his henchmen just go to the side. Like they hug the wall of the tunnel yep. and the train just run overs the police chief. And then, like I said, Steve McNiven's uh, art here, it's like he's just like smeared. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a bullet train. Right. I think it's so fast. Yeah. And then um, not only did he like count like all the casualties of the building and now killing the police chief, he's like, oh, the death toll's not done yet because the train continues on the track and it's where the building fell over. So like the tracks are cut off and the train falls over and explodes. And now it's like this huge destruction where Nemesis is just looking all over it and he's like proud of himself. He's uh, like, this is like the bad guy is like mission accomplished. <laughs> and he's like, the henchman like, good job, boss. But he's like, well, I'm actually looking at another worthy opponent out in Washington. Yes. And now we cut to Washington. We see his opponent and it's the police chief of Washington. D.C. Yeah, D.C., yeah. And he's in the middle of, uh, weirdly enough, um, a convenience store robbery, but he enters pretending to be a civilian and with a shotgun just wastes the, the robbers. So, like, he's not an average police chief. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I've never met a police chief, believe it or not, but I think <laughs> this guy is top notch because he takes them out. And before any other police arrive, he's like, well, I got the job done. And he just takes off his disguise he was wearing, which was like a Carhartt hat and whatever. You know? <laughs> And they warn him, like, um, we got, like, this message. It's from Nemesis, and it's for you. And it's pretty much like a, a card. And it says, Blake Morrow, which is him, the police chief. Yeah. A date, March 12th at midnight. And then it says, Flatline still counts. And that's pretty much like, by midnight that date, you're going to die. Yeah. 
it's his calling card, his like his objective, who's going to take out. It's right. just a known thing. But this guy, uh, what would you say he looks like? He's almost like a stern, like uh, Harrison Ford-esque looking guy. I think like a younger, like maybe agile Robert Redford. Have you seen the movie The Substitute? No, actually, no. I don't know what that is. Okay. Or the guy, it's the same actor from like Major League. Major League? Yeah, the catcher. I don't know. No. <laughs> okay, never mind. But it looks like an 80s like guy, action guy. Action guy? But older. Huh? Charlie Sheen? He's in Major League, right? <laughs> That's not Charlie Sheen. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's the police chief. And he's like, uh, kind of like not worried. Not peeved. He's like, come, come try and get me, right? Another, just another, you know, jerk off trying to take me out. <laughs> yeah. And instead of taking him out, uh, we now cut to Air Force One in the middle of a flight and it's under attack. Um, the planes uh, escorting it get, go crumbling down as the, the president is on the plane too, being protected by two of his uh, security guards. But Nemesis jumps onto the hood, I guess, of the, the <laughs> yeah, airplane the front, yeah. and shoots up the two pilots. And now he's in control of the plane, Air Force One. He pretty much crash lands it down onto the street, like literally like just running over people with a plane and causing much destruction. He's just like thinking on these, like, oh, these peons. He enjoys, yeah. he savors it. He's like, I'm so good at this. <laughs> right? Okay. And now he's on the like every news channel because he has kidnapped the president. Yeah, he he releases a tape. It's on on the news, and he's got the president like at his feet. And this alerts the police chief, right? Yeah. Blake Morrow is like, okay, we have to put my family in custody, right. separate them, because I think this is serious news. I think <laughs> okay. it's kind of bad. This guy's good. He he kidnapped the most protected person on earth. <laughs> He's like, I'm not Channing Tatum. I'm not Gerard Butler. I can't save the president. I don't know about this. Um, we now learn who this guy is, right? Uh, He's called Matthew Anderson. He is much like a Bruce Wayne, uh, a child of the super elite, super rich society. He's not just rich, he's affluent. You know? <laughs> right. Because we see the, in the past, he's a child, right? And he's at this this family party where they're like, it's like uh, eyes wide shut kind of a party. A masquerade ball. Yeah. And they're all just like snooty dressed up, right? Victorian era costumes. Yeah. Which is weird because this is not that time. I think it's like a costume party, but rich people put it on. Yeah. Yeah. And we see um, the police chief here, but I, I'm guessing he's just like a detective at the time or something. Mm -hmm. He is arresting um, the father, uh, what would be like a Thomas Wayne. Yes. Because because this guy is super evil. Apparently, he had like a like um most dangerous game type of thing going on. <laughs> yeah, where he would have like runaway teenagers being hunted down by rich people, like as like a sport or type of thing, demented uh, stuff. Yeah, I, he's pretty much arresting like Epstein or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? horrible guy. Uh, but the son, right, who grows up to be nemesis, sees this as like you're ruining my life. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. So his uncle inherits the empire, but the son, the, the nemesis as a kid, he just runs away. Yeah, and it becomes Batman Begins, kind of. Yeah, exactly. He trains, he learns about the criminal world underground. Um, he is super rich, right? He becomes a crime lord at like 15. Yeah, uh, so like he becomes what Batman would become, but like again, a super villain, evil, straight up. And it's funny the next shot we see 
he's like at his bat cave kind of thing. Right. It's like pristine, everything. He's got a, a fighter jet in there. He's got supercomputers. You know it's super because it's got big screens. <laughs> it's huge. He What he says is like, all those other police chiefs I've murdered and toyed with, they're just practice for this one. Oh. Because you're the one that ruined my life. Right. It's a revenge. This is the revenge story now. So uh, what he does is he hires like the best criminals of each field in that location so now he's hired the best super criminals of washington dc <laughs> right and they're, it's weird because they're all they look like gi joe villains yeah uh, snake eyes yeah so it's like you're the bombs expert you're the tech expert villain right yeah. and they're these his henchmen right and then he's like Together we're all gonna take him down. I'm gonna make all of you rich. Also, there's a big pile of coke in the middle. If you guys want some, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> like it's an appetizer or something. This guy likes white. Everything white. Yeah, I think it's, just, <laughs> it's so that whatever he's in, taken in doesn't mess up his suits. Um, but he's been busy. He's been like blowing up stadiums. He stole the Hope Diamond and just like freely like killing people. Right. He's like toying, messing with Blake Morrow's mind. Say so, like, I'm always going to be ahead of you. There's nothing you could do. Right. By that date, you're going to die. Yeah. I, another thing is the chief is trying to become the secretary of defense. Oh, right. Yeah. That's like in his hopes in the future. So, That's a big jump from yeah. police chief to head of Homeland Security. I can believe it if you're like the police chief of Washington, D.C. It's a big thing. I think. Okay. I, don't I know. mean, you would think they would get from like the Secret Service or the military or Is something. That works? I don't know. <laughs> you're still just a cop. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, the cop goes to uh, the uncle. Right? Yeah. Now, the uncle is a good guy. He's like a philanthropist. He uh, condemns everything that his family did in the past, right? So he, he's trying to make up almost for everything his family did. But he's like a super rich, but a good guy. He's sad for his nephew. He just wants him turned in, right? Yeah. Um, but he's not really much help. He, they haven't talked to each other, obviously, in years. Right. And so the chief kind of just has a meeting with all the heads, like heads of state, like in the Pentagon. Yeah, which I don't think a police chief could do this. I think it's like literally like he's like going to be the next secretary of defense. Like it's I might just well think like a police chief, that's not the next step. <laughs> Head of like Homeland Security. Like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe the special things, his name is on the card. So it's like he gets <laughs> I, special privileges. Maybe. He is, it's, you know, it's like a, it's a free card. He gets the jump. Go, go, go to go. Okay. On Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. So he holds a meeting with all the heads of like the Pentagon. Yeah. To discuss like how are we going to stop Nemesis, <laughs> and how are we also how are we going to save the president? He's still kidnapped. Yeah, he's the height of homeland security. That should be his main concern. <laughs> and then, um, in the middle of the meeting, everyone starts choking, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone, like, not just in the meeting, but in the hallways throughout the whole building. It's just now um, Blake Marrow, the police chief, and his like number two, the sergeant, right? Yeah. And for some reason, they don't react to it at all. Yeah, they're fine. And then we see Nemesis. He's in there. He's in the building, and he's like, "I literally poisoned everybody. I put like poison gas in here." And I only gave you two the antidote because I want to like savor your death. He says you can't die until March 12th on the card. Right. 
It's all in the plan. So they start like they immediately draw their guns, start shooting this guy. But apparently there's like bulletproof glass in between them. It's the Pentagon dummy. <laughs> and they leave and they chase him. And um, Nemesis is like in his quote unquote like Batmobile, right? It's an Audi. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much just like a supercar. As he's like running down the the freaking freeway on the bridge, there's helicopters with giant Gatling guns firing straight at his Audi. They've pretty much barricaded the end of the freeway. So his car, he activates like the motorcycle. So like it splits in half and then a motorcycle comes out of the middle and he's riding the motorcycle down. I'm like, uh, a little bit too bad, man. Maybe we're inching too far into the Bruce Wayne type of things. But he's using this bike. There's like also guns in the front and it just shoots up the cop cars and he's able to break out of there and get free and kind of goes on the edge of the dock. This part's cool because he's going to jump off the edge of the dock and a helicopter is like trailing him, right? So he backflips off of the motorcycle and while upside down, fires a bazooka into the helicopter as he like dives into the water. Pretty sick. As he's making his way down, further down into the water, he pulls out this tiny little lightsaber and cuts through a grate and he swims through that tunnel to uh, climb up and maybe escape out of a manhole. But when he gets out, He's actually surrounded. It was a trap all along. Wow. And he's been caught. So now it's like a whole, the whole police force. The whole squad. has caught him. And they pretty much beat him up, handcuff him, and drag him to prison. All, he's all bloodied face, but he's still saying, you think, you think this is not part of my plan, come on. You know, it's, he's still pulling up a face right now. And on the news now, they have um, announced that they've caught Nemesis. And they're going to you know, figure out where the president is being held at right but yeah. everything is pretty much like okay we're we've saved him yeah his family the chief's family can yeah. escape from custody yeah they can just be reunited as a family and then now it's like a scene almost from like an arkham asylum or something because they they have nemesis tied up in like a straight jacket and they're wheeling him into the prison and what they don't know is at the same time one of his henchmen is like hot wiring the electricity of the building yeah and another thing is the guy escorting him on the the in the prison is also his henchman <laughs> and his specialty is being a master of disguise <laughs> So when he says like, okay, turn off the lights and then the lights turn off and then it's like just guns ablazing. Yes. And then it's like, okay, turn them back on. And then like all the police that are escorting him are dead on the ground, except for his henchmen. Wow. And then he's like, do you want to release the prisoners now? No. First, he has to fight off the 97 other police in front of him. <laughs> I think he does this because he wants to show all the prisoners there like i i'm the number one i can beat the crap out of anybody yeah because he literally dives and fights what he says is 97 prison guards he like grabs their police bats and stuffs it straight into the eyes of some of the police people it's gory yeah it's a gruesome fight i think i know why he's wearing all white yeah so that all the red could be shown (laughs) off with the blood even the prisoner is like oh god And then finally, he's like, okay, now release all the prisoners. And all of them are just like running out of the prison. And outside is just like a parking lot full of cars. And he says like, all the keys are in the engine. You're all free to go. What the heck is this? And they're all Audis. Yeah. So it's like impossible now for the cops to uh, collect all these prisoners because they have cars now. 
<laughs> they can just drive in every direction. <laughs> That's the thing. They have transportation. Yeah. I mean, like, it's one thing if you're on foot. Okay. You can't get far. Imagine giving, like, 200 escape prisoners a car each. <laughs> Mobility. Okay. <laughs> well, they can't tell which one is him, too. It's all the same car. Yeah. So he gets away scot-free. And not only does he get away, it was his plan all along to get caught so that um, Blake Morrow's family would be let loose out of, like, a protection. And apparently, they have now kidnapped his kids his son and daughter yeah and they're on the phone with him now and now he's almost like iron man because he has like machines like taking off his costume that's right <laughs> as he's again e- evil monologuing to the to, to the chief talking to him and what he wants is his wife and the chief to like say their three big family secrets right and out out in the open he's trying to pretty much break this man right yeah so He's like, reveal your three family secrets or you're, I'm going to kill your kids. Sure. So they're like, okay, fine. Secret number one is when they first got married, his wife had like a year long um, affair with his partner. Wow. <laughs> his old partner. Um, because he pretty much put his career in front of her. Yes. The second secret is that his son is gay. These kids are teenagers at this point, yeah. right? And he didn't say anything to his father because he was ashamed of what his father would think as a uh, very religious guy. Right. And then third was his daughter had an abortion mm-hmm. and kept it from him because he knew that um, if he found out prior, he would not allow her to have an abortion because of his um, um, his beliefs. campaign. Yeah, yeah, because of his campaign exactly because he would be in line for that position. Right, he would lose the job, I guess. Yeah. Uh. So those are the three secrets, right? To really like tear down his family. And he's really like trying to invoke him like, you put your career over your family, all all three of them. And he's like, yes, I did. Just trying to break him. Right? He admits it too, yeah. to the chief. And he's like, fine, okay, I'm going to release your kids. I'm a man of my word. And he does release them. And this is probably where I'd say the most shocking thing in the book. It kind of goes too far. I want to say this is too far. Yeah. But he, he releases the kids. This has to be like on HBO Max. I don't know if they'll do this. Yeah, I don't know. He releases the kids. They're unharmed, technically. But <laughs> there's like a news bulletin that pops up. And it says, police chief's daughter pregnant by her gay brother. Jeez. And I'm like, I had to like double take read that. Yeah. This is so gross. <laughs> Crazy. So like he forced them to impregnate. Yeah. Yeah. And so like afterwards, they're released now. Yeah. They're like, do you want to go forward with a termination or reveal the truth about this whole thing? Yeah, and it's it's leaving the the family in shambles. And then it, he, I don't know how he does this, but he also says like he rigged the womb <laughs> that if you abort this child, yeah, it'll damage the daughter's womb that she'll never have children again. Okay. And then now the wife is screaming, crying, like blaming the dad, the Blake Morrow for this. Yeah. Like this wouldn't happen if you you put your if you didn't put your career first. And I guess this is all rushing to his head. Like all of this is his fault. Uh, we see now that apparently the chief did have kind of maybe a, a possible way into fixing the situation there. He has a someone undercover on right. one of the 
head henchman. Right. And it was like his last dish effort. He had an ace of his sleeve was this guy, Alex Kirby, has been undercover this whole time. And he's almost like super deep undercover where he had to do shady stuff. Like the robberies that the nemesis did. Yeah. Apparently he's Allow been- killings. It's been like years and years he's been undercover. Yeah. But now is the time to like use him, right? Because, you know, you can only reveal him once. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So he chooses to do it now and he's like, okay, this is where, this is his true identity and Mm -hmm. where you can find him, where he's been hiding. He has been pretending to be the rich uncle. What? Like he's wearing a suit and everything, pretending to be a costume, pretending to be him. So he's in the gigantic mansion that the uncle lives in. It's actually, it's actually Nemesis in there. So the SWAT team organized that night to... Uh, round him up at the at the mansion that he's living in, and they get a read on the whole place. There's only one hot body in the bed. There's no one else in the in the house. So it's full on like breach. They swing in, break through the windows, uh, ram through the doors, and when they finally get to the bedroom, the uncle's there, but he's tied up with bombs attached everywhere. It's all a trap. It was all <laughs> false. It was not real, and the entire place blows up. And it blows up, and when Blake Morrow wakes up, he's now in, like, a dark room tied up with uh, Nemesis in front of him. And he says, like, how did you do this? He's like, your undercover guy was, like, a double agent. Yes, and he's got someone else undercover yeah. on the chief side. His sergeant <laughs> is actually his flip sides. Yeah. His sergeant is is undercover. Your number two is my number two. <laughs> He's always been one step ahead. You had a guy undercover for eight years. I had a guy undercover for 10 years. Yeah, wow. He's like, Sergeant, why would you do it? And he's like, $10 million, that's why. (laughs) He says... You know, this guy kills a police chief in a in the city, and then all his henchmen can just retire. So once you're gone, I can retire, and I'm done. And then he's like, "Isn't that right?" And then Nemesis pulls a gun and blows his head off. He's like, "In a way, yes." Wow. I guess that was satisfying. <laughs> and he, the police chief asks him, "Why are you doing this?" He's like, "Well, I'm rich and I'm bored." Yeah. That's like what the whole Nemesis whole thing is. Yeah, he's not even one of the, was it Mastersons? The Andersons, Andersons, yeah. yeah. He's not one of them. That was all just a ruse. Yeah, it was like a fake identity. What the heck? <laughs> and now he wakes up and when he looks, when the lights turn on, he's in the Oval Office. This whole time. <laughs> with his wife and the president and they're each wearing like a vest with bombs attached. Set to blow off. They each have a, um, a trigger to blow up the other one. Right. And now the chief has to decide, okay, are you going to save the president who you're hired to save right. or your wife? He's exactly. making the, the eternal decision there. You, you've you always put your job first. What we are you going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> and he's got the gun pointed at him. He's like, you have to pick one because if you don't, they'll just both die. And I'm giving you 10 seconds. And he's like counting down. He doesn't know what to do. Finally, it's about to count down to one. And the president jumps in front of the gun. And he's like, I've had enough of this, right? <laughs> Uh, screw you you're not gonna um, make my decisions and he kind of like gets puts his forehead in front of the nemesis barrel of the gun and he tells the chief to pretty much blow him up yeah blow up my vest because i'm right next to nemesis and that's what happens it blows up the the oval office and nemesis gets juted out of the the building he's all bloodied up the the president is gone um (laughs) pieces but the, the the chief and the wife I think they were able to 
to be at least safe enough. Now, um, Blake Morrow, the police chief, dives on Nemesis, and he is like just pounding on him, right? And you know, usually Nemesis is a great fighter. He he beat like ninety seven yeah. <laughs> prison guards, but because he's like literally just face an explosion, he could like barely move. They get into all these uh, punches, and but they both somehow pull out a gun. And it's one of those, like, they hit each other exact same moment. <laughs> Nemesis gets shot in the side of the head. The chief gets hit in the side of the guts. And they both kind of go down. They're brought to um, the hospital. And there's a whole sequence of them trying to save uh, the police chief. But they're, like, losing him, right? He's starting to flatline. And it's funny because it's, like, right at midnight where he flatlines. Yeah. And just like the card said, flatlines count. Yes. But with... Um, defibrillators they're able to revive him after midnight wow so he does kind of survive this whole thing and it's a a lot of shots of his family um and it's at the exact time he flatlines so in a way nemesis won yeah ruined his family it worked out yeah um but now it's like kind of like a flash forward years later um blake marrow the police chief has retired He's quit the force. He's chosen his family over everything now. He, he doesn't take the head of security job. No, he resigns. Um, he adopts his daughter's child. Yeah. Right? And now they're just raising the family together. And... He receives a letter while they're at, like he's out at dinner with his wife. It's like vacation or something. Right. And the letter is addressed to him and it's pretty much like congratulating him. You did what no other police chief could do. You survived Nemesis and um, trust that you will not be harmed anymore. No other entities are going to go after you. And it, it, it was weird because it ends like next year when the next supervillain is announced, you will be safe. So the the letter it says actually I'm a businessman. Right. And what I do is I offer a service to the super rich. <laughs> Apparently, they're all just rich and bored, and they want to be supervillains. Right. So, he, like, builds this experience for them where they can be supervillains. So, you think they're, like, super smart or whatever? No. This business creates these scenarios where they could feel like supervillains. This is for the ultra-rich yeah. that just want to just be demented or something. So, like, I, I'm, I'm assuming, like, when Nemesis, like fought 97 guards or whatever they, that was set up so that he would win oh okay. and like all these other scenarios that it sounds like he planned the this corporation planned really yeah and it's it's like to fulfill their stupid evil dreams crazy so yeah the rich could do anything it ends with this guy we don't see his face but he's on a beach and he's the guy that wrote the letter so it sounds like like every year there's a super rich guy that they turn into a super villain just because they paid the money to do it yeah wild <laughs> so it's not really just one guy it's no like, and it wasn't never about revenge for him he just happened to be a, a guy he just didn't like him yeah okay what wild <laughs> That that was Nemesis. It was like I did not know it was gonna go that far. It got crazy. It definitely got. I would say too too uh, demented. Out, demented. Like um, it was not for everybody. I think not, I, not for anybody. <laughs> I heard the the new stuff is like goes even further. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, I'll probably check it out. <laughs> I, I think this, I think Mark Miller's the only one that would do this type of like out there stuff. When I first um, heard about this book and the premise, I thought it was a cool idea. Yeah. And the artwork, you know, the promo artwork was like, wow, that looks cool. It looks like Batman with guns. 
I did not know it got like this demented and like this kind of like perverted and sick. I think it's just like if there's a world just of supervillains, it's going to go that far. Yeah. You know? And, and I think the Batman has become the Joker in a couple different iterations in sure. the mainline DC universe type of yeah. thing. But this is more just like, what if that was real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what the ground base it into reality. So that was pretty cool. I did not, that was a surprise ending. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, the artwork is very good. Uh, I will say that. Yeah, the artwork, it's like there's the gory stuff, but even the, the facial expressions, I think were yeah. really on point. He draws in like the reds of people's eyes a lot when they're strained or stressed. Right. You can see it when they're shocked. Yeah. Um, that was Nemesis by Mark Miller and Steve McNiven. Mm-hmm. Let's get into our side stories. Well, I got hit with a freight train of nostalgia earlier this week. Uh, on Netflix, there's a new special, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always. All right, yeah. It was super fun. Uh, it's just bringing back the old uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Only two of them out of the, what, six of them are returning, the, the main actors. Like, the the characters are there, but the people you see without the mask, you only see two of them, the Black Ranger and the Blue Ranger. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, this is the Power Rangers I grew up with. Mighty Morphin. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of stopped after that generation yeah the first generation yeah i got too old for it i didn't (laughs) (laughs) i mean it was just super cool to see these characters again that's the one i've uh it's not maybe not my favorite power rangers but it is the one i've probably seen the most because it's the one that's been syndicated the most or whatever yeah they're the original group right obviously yeah and probably the biggest right probably sold the most toys if you think about it but it's just cool to see. I, I I think they were definitely hyping this up in the social media sphere to all these grown yeah. adults that just want to see it again. Right. Count me in, right? <laughs> I'm one of them. Uh, it was pretty cool. It's it, bad acting, bad story. Sure. When you think about it, you retroactively think about it. Yeah, they were pretty bad actors, pretty bad storytelling. So it's kind of like, I had to think about it. Was it really that bad when I was a kid? It kind of was. When uh, I tried to remember the Blue Ranger. Yeah. And I could be wrong because, I, again, I stopped watching. So mm-hmm. I, there could have been uh, an answer to this later. But... In my head, he leaves the show to go to another planet to do research. Okay. How does he like incorporate back into the show? I, I well, honestly, to tell you the truth, I'm kind of ashamed. I haven't caught up with oh <laughs> the Parisians t- uh, timeline, but uh, I think he does leave the show because like half of them leave at a certain point. Yeah, they all leave. Yeah. Get replaced, and then the rotations further down, right? Yeah. Um, but I, what's kind of cool in this one is he's like the Elon Musk of the world now. <laughs> like he's like a super genius. Like he was already the smart one, right? With yeah. the glasses. Yeah. But now he's like made like a big industry. I think it's called like Cranston industry or whatever, whatever his name is. Billy Cranston. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's above their old headquarters. Like remember that, that oh, the headquarters, okay. like that little tube thing where yeah. Zordon lives. Yeah. It's above there. On a side note, I looked up what that was, and that shows up in a lot of movies and shows now. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like the, a Jewish museum or something in real life, and they film there a lot. Side note. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's like, so at a certain point, like, the Yellow Ranger is in the battle, and then she she gets killed off, right? Trini. And then they introduce her daughter, and she's, like, been trained in martial arts this whole time, and then the Black Ranger kind of adopts her at a certain point. I'm spoiling the whole thing. I don't think you cared. I don't think... I don't think the world cares the whole story <laughs> there's a story <laughs> 
but it's that's the whole thing and she blames a blue ranger and then guess what rita is back where has she been i don't Making know italian ices <laughs> <laughs> she's she's been gone rita but they could i think they couldn't get the old japanese actress to reprise her role oh. unfortunately and dress up as a witch anymore so now she's robo rita she's, oh my god she's a robot witch now okay and they couldn't get goldar or we mean they couldn't get goldar i think he was busy i think he has he's moved on to bigger and better things right um so they didn't have like they couldn't get goldar like as if he's a person lord zed was like i've got busier i've had a new costumes. They got like these side like other henchmen, right? I think the, the guy they, they own the car dealership now. <laughs> the guy that makes the putties, yeah, he he's nowhere to be seen. We don't know what happened. <laughs> Uh, but they, they have like, she, she throws up some other random henchmen. Like one of them can like shrink down the Power Rangers and turn them into action <laughs> figures. And so that's, oh that's how those other ones are out of the story for a while as they get shrunk down or whatever. And so she's wait, like, wait, so in the story, they're there. They're in costume the whole time. Yeah. But it's like the, the, the original there. characters. Yeah. The original okay, characters. Okay. And they're still Power Rangers. Okay. I, I thought they gave up their powers. Isn't that what I happens? They, like, it's like a hand-me-down thing, right? Yeah. Okay. No, they've been doing it for 30 years. They're and Power he's Rangers. Elon Musk. And he's Elon Musk. He's... Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's how. So uh, they're like using their powers to win, right? They're, they're just going to absorb the powers. It's just like, it's just a long episode. You know, you've seen Power Rangers. Other generation Rangers come in to fill the roles, right? That's right. Yeah. So the Red Ranger and I think Pink Ranger from Power Rangers Neo, I think, come in. Okay. If I have the right, is that the second one? I think it is. They ninja, whatever ones. <laughs> they they replace them with the Australian Pink Ranger and the the second Red Ranger. You know that that guy, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Rocky. Okay. He's a firefighter now. The jokes are pretty bad. But he was a Power Ranger. That's the thing. Why are they not Power Rangers anymore? I think they're like they like reserve. They like they're, they're, they're like re- they're like in reserves. Oh, basically. I think the alternates. They have a real you know day job. Yeah, and then they loop in and I guess I guess they're all the reserves. Like they're always. They're, they are Power Rangers once and always, but they have day jobs. That's what's more important, I think. Okay. Even the original. So but when, they're only Power Rangers like one weekend every two months. That's how <laughs> They have to train in like a parking lot, you know, practice, practice. Okay. Get into your Zord. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how, one thing I hate about the future is <laughs> <laughs> the Zords are CG now. Come oh, on. Boo. Let's not get with the times. So all of it, all of the fighting it's in Zords, Zords. And big monsters is CG. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's like the worst. That's, that's like the only thing you want. Worst decision, right? I I want that's someone Power Rangers. in a studio destroying boxes that look like buildings. Yes. Yeah. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. It loses the Super Sentai Godzilla feeling of it all. That's that is what Power Rangers is. Yeah. That's what you're waiting for. That's the that climax of every episode. So that's that's a wrong. <laughs> so you get to the moon and stuff. So that's kind of cool. So really, this is just um, let's continue where the first gen left off. Yeah, but also like still the other Power Rangers exist in the world. I think Power Rangers what? are just known in the world like they're famous because then there's other power rangers like because the the red ranger the original red ranger turns into the gold ranger later yeah so, so does he not do that in this continuity 
maybe he reverted back. Maybe he gets both. Do they costumes. say anything about um, Jason David Frank? Is it so, kind of like tribute or something like that? This whole thing was kind of a tribute to the Yellow Ranger, right? Like okay. in memoriam for that character. Like the whole story yeah. is built around her. I think they were filming this before the James Jason Frank thing. Yeah. And then at the end of the whole thing, there's like a picture. There's like a card for the both of them. But do they ever England. mention like where's Tommy? Tommy is in the story. Oh, there's and a he's Green just made into uh, uh, action, action figure. figure. Yeah, he's part of. Yeah, he's one of the Green Rangers. One of the Rangers. Is he the Green Ranger or is he the White Ranger? So he's the right Green Ranger. Oh, come on. He's the White Ranger. Doesn't he also become the Red Ranger at a certain point too? It, in a different there's generation? So many, yeah, there's so many things happen that they're just ignoring. Yeah. It's like, I don't or know. It's like the end game event where all the Power Rangers show up, like every Power Ranger. I mean, we already did that. That was like a couple <laughs> episodes. You got like the all red episode. That, that yeah. I tuned in for that back <laughs> then. But they're just ignoring that continuity. I think so. Or it's just, it happened, but it's not a big deal. Like it's just, yeah. We still have to be fighting Rita. She's here. It's okay. like that. Yeah. Right. Where's the dog guy? Later in space. I think it's in space. <laughs> so, um... Alpha 5 is still in it? Alpha 9. <laughs> oh my gosh, what an upgrade. Well, I, this, because this is a different version of him. I think he got like... Yeah. His butt got kicked like the other Rangers. Like he's... They had to remake him at a certain point. And is Zordon still around? No, Zordon is not still around. I forgot what happened. Does he get destroyed in like the movie or something? But he's not there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know they're trying to redo the movie again. Because the movie that came out with like oh. Becky G and all those other characters... I like the idea that Zordon and Rita were former Power Rangers. It's like from space. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and Rita, I think, was the Green Ranger. Right, That's right. That's why she's evil. It's kind of like Green Ranger's always been evil. Yeah. So that lore is kind of cool, but the movie itself is not good at all. What, do you like that's Brian Cranston as Zordon? Uh, no. It could have been anyone, It could have right? been anyone. It could have been like a Siri CG AI type of thing. That kind of makes more sense. Yeah. I, I think Brian Cranston, like, you're doing Power Ranger movies, bro? Do you, do you th <laughs> that is a weird choice for him. He's Heisenberg. <laughs> Do you think he thought this was like, this is my in way to like sci-fi money. This is like. I think this, he thought like, oh, I only have to just talk and I don't have to do much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He did get into like full paint and costume at one, at least yeah. one scene. Yeah. They're like aliens, right? Yeah. 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 And Zoran loses. Well, uh, I, I'm not going to watch it. You don't have to. <laughs> it's more for me. <laughs> I, with all this like Power Ranger goodness, I decided like, what's, what's been Power Rangers been up to? And I plopped on the latest series and Which, I tried to watch it. Yeah. I think it's like called like Dino Thunder or something like okay, that. You're just throwing two words. Dinosaur Super Force, Dino Ultramax Hero Power Rangers, whatever. And and it's kinda good. It's like <laughs> it's kinda good. <laughs> this is better than Mighty Morphin the special. Oh my God. Once and always. It's kind of fun. <laughs> it's like they made upgrades from like actually Rotten Tomatoes like what's the best recent really? Power Rangers and it's the brand newest one like the 2022 it's like oh it's got good ratings <laughs> God. I, what's weird is like sometimes it's a team of uh, five sometimes six and then there's teams that are only three this is one of those well, that's so weird that's not enough well, when they start with three, what they work up to six, right? Isn't that how it is? They unlock characters. Okay. So I, this this one, yeah. this recent one, there are like there's six whatever like keys or whatever that unlock their powers. Oh, but only three. Three adopt them at first. Oh. One of them is an alien. Okay. Yeah. Whatever's an alien? That happens some 
sometimes. One of them is an alien, yeah? Right? Like, the dog guy's not human. Yeah, but is he a Power Ranger? I think he's the dog ranger. <laughs> <laughs> the dog ranger? He's a bounty hunter? <laughs> well, like, my favorite Power Rangers is Power Rangers in Space. That's the name of the series. Aren't they all in space? And they are, yeah. And the the main guy, he's, he's he says he's a human, but he's not from Earth. Like, he, at a certain point, he's like... You know, humans, you think they're only on Earth? No. They're like on other <laughs> planets. So he's technically alien, but biologically a human. Like they're all, their humans are from other planets too. He's like, you eat it, okay. Earthlings. All right. Okay. Sorry uh, to get into the nitty gritty about this, but I had, you know, I had to lay it out there. I know my mythology from what I've seen at least. Where's Ivan News? He's defeated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I enjoy the comic books. Yeah, right. I want to read those. Those are pretty good. They, they're great twists on them, and like amp up everything. It's like they take it serious. Yeah, there's the Lord Draken. Yeah, pretty dope. Put that in the movie. I bet you that's going to be what's in the next movie. That should have been in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, Shattered Grid. That's what they they promised that Green Ranger character at the end of the recent Power Rangers. Yeah. Like coming calling Tommy or whatever. Yeah. Where is he? Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, but I'm glad they're kind of just redoing it. Yeah, you didn't like should, it. They should. They should should not be an origin. We know their origins. Let's start with Fred. Like, they're already Power Rangers. There's now there's drama. They're already at the juice bar. Yeah. Like, Bulk, we already know Bulk and Skull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are they in this movie? Their faces are. They're just like on a billboard. I think they opened up a shawarma shop or something okay. like that, like a All burrito right. shop or whatever, but they don't make an appearance. It's so weird. Yeah. All so right. I think they're doing fine. <laughs> the Power Rangers, when they were teenagers, they hung out, was it at a bowling alley? The juice bar, right? It was it's, a juice bar? You don't remember that? Yeah. I knew it was like some kind of thing, but I thought it was a bowling alley. I'm, I mean, it has like the lights of a bowling alley, yeah, it like looked the like, neon. It looked like there was like lanes, but I could be wrong. Like the walls look like the Saved by the Bell intro. Sure. <laughs> but I think it was just a juice bar. I think people worked out there and also did people worked out martial there? arts there, right? That's where they kind of train. Uh, I think it's a gym. I think it's more of like a gym with a juice bar type of thing. Oh, and that's why Bulk and Skull always hung out there. Well, they're lame, right? They're, they're the town bullies that get bullied. They're the town bullies. Yeah. Right. Did you watch the series? Come it's on. just so, like, everything's backwards. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I'm not going to watch it. Big surprise. You didn't watch it, huh? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I had a small ear-to-ear watching it. Like we said, we were on vacation, so I had a lot of time to watch things. Sure. So um, I'm just going to s- small recap everything that I watched. Oh, wow. Uh, Spitfire. Uh, there's too many. Uh, I watched uh, a new movie and an old movie. Tell me which one you want to know about. Okay, sure. Uh, tell me which one you want to know about. I don't know what movie. Oh, oh uh, new. New. The Whale. Okay. I watched The Whale. Uh, on the Southwest flight that we're on. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot more hype to it. So I don't think it really achieved the, the claim that everyone said it was going to It's not be. as good as the hype? I, I don't know. Like, I can see why Ben, Brendan Fraser won Best Actor, but maybe it's because... <laughs> this is what the multiverse looks like. <laughs> I think this is so like not... Another year he might not have won. Just because I don't think there's enough... Enough great, great um, male leads this this time. This year? Yeah. Okay. Because this was gr- good. Was he tr- transformative? Was he not himself in this role? I mean, yes, he wore a fat suit. But Brendan Fraser himself, his but, acting. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, he wore a fat suit, so he looked differently. But it's, like, just Brendan Fraser acting, I think. Really? Yeah. Because he's, like, a teacher, right? Yeah. So he's a teacher, online teacher. Yeah. And I get it. Like, it's about him trying to make amends for all the regrets he has in life. Yeah. And there are some heartfelt moments, but 
I don't know if his, it's almost like his character doesn't um, change. It's all the other characters around him. They have story arcs. Did they come to like realize something about him at a certain point? And just about the situation. Yeah. And uh, I think um, the whole story maybe takes place over only like a week or so. Oh yeah. But it unpacks like a lifetime of, of, of drama. For him. Yeah. Yeah. And for everybody. Oh really? It, everyone around him is, is heavily burdened by him. Oh, right. Wow. Or affected by him. So their lives have changed because of him. Wow. And what he's done. Okay. Um, I don't want to spoil it. It sounds like, yeah, you don't want to. But everyone else in it is very good also. I know like Sadie Sink is in it. She's pretty good in it. Yeah. Um, there's the Asian actress that plays like his nurse and there's more to, to that story there. That's oh, really? pretty good. Um, but Brendan Fraser, it, it's good to see Brendan Fraser again. Yeah. Um, but I will say like, I bet he could do more in the role itself or like more outside of this. I bet he could act better than he did in this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think his, in this, it was like just acting, like it was just good acting, but not great. How was the overall, like if you're not even narrowing down on Brendan, the whole story, was it like a, eh. It was just eh? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's not like a, wow. It was like, um, okay, here's the situation. Now we're going to slowly reveal how it got here and why it got here and and why people are this emotion to him. Okay. And then you learn that and then, uh, then it ends. It's a Darren Aronofsky movie. Yeah. So if his you like his like movies, this is more of that. I think I like what else has he made? Black Swan better. Oh yeah. I think I like The Wrestler better. The Wrestler. I've never yeah. seen. Um, the, I, first off, those two movies are pretty good. I think The Wrestler does get overhyped still. I think Black Swan is great. I've never seen what's the movie? Um, a Mother, I think. Oh, I don't think I've seen that either. No. With a uh, J Law. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. I don't know what else he's made, but they are like trippy kind of weird movies, right? Um, they tend to go in that direction. This one's a little bit more based, based in yeah. reality. I mean. He is whatever he is, eight hundred pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's the the uncommon thing about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, I think it relies a lot. Of course, it's, it's going to be a big factor of the movie, like a wow factor. His his severe. Uh, wait, mm-hmm. but then besides that, it's kind of uh, to me not enough. Does it fall short? I don't think it falls short. I think it's just what it is. Okay, okay. I know it was like a play at first. Yeah, it feels like a play. It feels like a play, right? Yeah, because it's in one setting the whole time. Right, because you couldn't go a lot of places, right? Yeah, in a play, you don't. It's not a lot of different scenes because yeah. it's the stage. So this one feels like a play. And I guess that maybe that's why. There's not a lot of characters. There's only like five characters. Really? Yeah. Um, I guess when you realize the complete story, it's like, okay, well, now I know it. And then it's just that. I don't feel like, oh, great. Or, oh, that's that's why i get now that's why but i don't feel like that's a solution is there like a like a lesson at the end that hits you or not even not really okay so it was like contention for like best picture too right and it didn't win i don't don't think it did win it i think the only thing it won was best um lead actor lead actor i I i'll say i think the actress i forget her name but the actress asian actress that was in it was uh, a nominee for Best Supporting. Maybe she should have won. Really? Yeah. What Just rating on her performance, was it that good? Yeah. I, I, maybe because I think Jamie Lee Curtis should have won. I think yeah, I Angela Bassett probably should have won. Yeah. But uh, the actress in this movie is very good. Really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe the the best acting in the movie. I think I've only seen her in the Watchmen TV show. What was she in the Watchmen She plays show? like the lead of the corporation. Do you remember that at a certain point? Not really. Like she's someone, I think she is, 
is actually spoiler alert from the series. I think she is uh, Osmanis's daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I think I remember now. I think it's yeah. the same actress. Yeah. Um, she's good in the in the whale. Mm-hmm. Um, if she was in an all Asian movie, maybe she would have got it. <laughs> <laughs> If only Brendan Fraser was Asian. <laughs> I like that Brendan Fraser's back. Yeah. And with him winning the Oscar, um, he should get, we should see a lot more of him. Do you think, the big question about this, what everyone's asking is, are we going to get George of the Jungle 3? <laughs> there was a two? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know there was a two. I've seen both of them like a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was just, we get it. You like his abs. <laughs> it was just on TV all the time. So I saw it a lot of times. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Maybe do you think he could do what what Tom Cruise could not? Could he do the Mummy again? You know. There, uh, speaking of the Mummy, there's yeah. a scene where Brendan Fraser is fighting off like twenty mummies. Oh yeah, in the Mummy. Yeah, not in the whale. Not in the whale. <laughs> okay, he's fighting off like twenty mummies, right? Yeah. And it's a very good scene. Like it's like it's almost like a John Wick esque close combat scene. Right, back fighting then. all these mummies. Sure. Except none of the mummies were there. What do you? Oh, what do you mean? He's completely like air fighting, and they CGI the mummies there. Oh, right? in real life. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they couldn't even put like fake dummy mummies or people dressed as mummies because they would get in the way of him doing everything. Sure. So in like the behind the scenes, he's literally just like fighting air. I don't think it's choreographed either. So he's just like running around, like imagining it, and then they'll put on the mummies yeah. later. Yeah. So not only is he doing that, but he's coming up with the sequence in his head, I think. Really? You think so? I think so. Because uh, I don't think it, it was like planned out. Maybe it was. I could be wrong. But like the way they CG it later, it's like perfect. Really? Maybe not the quality of how it looks, but like the the sequence of like, oh, this one's coming up and he hits it from behind and... He has a sword and he swings the sword. It's like he knows where they are in space, even though they're not there. In his head? Yeah. I, I could believe that. I can also believe that the director's like, just move around for like yeah. tw- 20 times, 100 times. Swing your arms around. We'll pick one of them. But it was like one long shot. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The, that movie was kind of fun back when I was a kid. Yeah. It was, it was like- It's a good movie. Quiet thing. I kind of didn't know as Brendan Fraser left <laughs> to be a- <laughs> Um, the old movie that I watch. Oh yeah, let's hear about that one. It's not the Mummy. No, I probably should have watched the Mummy. The old movie I watch, I've never seen before. It has humor. It has heart. It has drama. Uh, intense scenes. Uh, chase scenes. Action packed. Um, it has uh, science fiction that I love. Aliens. Um, spaceships. And then it's also animated. Oh, can you guess what I'm talking about? Animated. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it but it takes movie? place on Earth. It is oh. a Disney movie. Oh, it is. I've never seen it, but I watched it this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I actually don't know. Uh, Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? It's good. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite Disney movies. It came out at a time where I was like, I'm not gonna watch a cartoon. <laughs> what were you like in high school? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like 2002. We so. had the DVD, so I've seen it so many I'm times. Not gonna watch a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, it's a good movie. I don't know what to tell you. It's great. Probably one of the better Disney movies I've seen. Is it your favorite now? Um, 
it's up there. It's one of the like. It's like a classic for me. Like it came out when you know. You should see it. Okay, sh- it's pretty out. good. I recommend it. Come on, I uh, watched it because I heard the live action's coming. Yeah, yeah. The Rock announced it. The Rock? Oh, not Rock. Moana. There's something about Moana. Never mind. Yeah, I was like, why would the Rock announce the movie's not in? <laughs> I'm getting confused. I'm getting racist and confused. <laughs> I'm getting racist. <laughs> the Polynesian movies. Um, but yeah, uh, it's great. I don't know what the big hubbub is about the casting of the new live action one. Just the better actors should get it. So that's who they picked. Listen, they want the aliens to be blue. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like who they cast, make your own movie. Yeah. <laughs> And shut up about it. What is the drama? Uh, apparently, like, the actress they picked is, like... For Leilani? Too light-skinned or, like, not full Polynesian. Okay. And then um, they cast the guy. Everyone had a crush on Leilani when they were growing up. So it's like, you have to pick it right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's a great movie. Yeah, they, <laughs> it makes me want to go to Hawaii. You know, what you should do next. <laughs> Does it make you want to go to space? <laughs> do you know what you should do next? What is watch Lilo and Stitch two? I didn't realize there's so many. There's a there's a TV show. There's a TV show, and then I saw it because I was just on Disney Plus and I saw the thumbnails. There's one that says like Leroy and Stitch. Yeah, what is that about? So in the in the series in the TV show, there's other aliens. Like he's experiment. He's an experiment. Two six two. There's other experiments, right? And they're his, they quote unquote, his cousins. And, and one they, is Leroy? Yeah, one of them is Leroy. That sounds racist. <laughs> they all like make their way to Earth too. Like same what? kind of crash on Earth. I'll say this. The scientist that makes them is like villain, mad scientist turned good guy by the end. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It, I guess he's like, at a certain point, he re- realized the error of his ways. and I don't know if he does. He he's, gets... He's just like, I don't want to go back to space, so I'm just going to stay here. I can believe that too. <laughs> But it's like the 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 empire was forcing him to whatever. Yeah, he's a Professor Cushing from a Mandalorian type of thing. That's exactly <laughs> sure. like the odds on point. I can't believe I made that analogy. It's so good. <laughs> I guess, I guess uh, Grogu's like Stitch. Yeah, or, yeah, totally. Um, it's it's funny animation for like hand drawn animation. That's great. I, it might have been like one of the last of that era of like yeah. hand drawn animation. Right. Like can't think of them. Like I think Princess and the Frog might be the last one. So it's like couple years after that i don't know when princess of the frog came out i think it's like 2008 or 9 okay wow really i didn't know they're still making hand drawn around then i think so okay well um those are just great i will say this i tried to watch moana after oh, and yeah. i couldn't get through it you didn't like it Not i didn't really. finish it either so i think the song the main single is great though i don't even know if i got to that okay yeah take a look yeah i i prefer lilo and stitch it is funnier yeah Sure, dang funnier. So, uh, yeah, that was great. I watched that. I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend. I'd say if you've seen it, check it out. If <laughs> <laughs> you've seen it. So the new thing, the whale, and the old thing, Lilo and Stitch. I prefer Lilo and Stitch over the whale. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it's a good movie. I should have been telling you this whole time. Yeah. You should watch it. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? That's all I, I want to talk about. All right. Well, um, yeah, check those things out. I guess Nostalgia won out this, this week. Um, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just check us out in your podcast app on Spotify. I think we're on Amazon Music. Um, we're on all anywhere you can find podcasts. 
You know how like uh, refrigerators have apps now? Subscribe to us on your refrigerator. Look, look for us there somehow. My refrigerator does not have apps. <laughs> if you're rich enough. Okay. But you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Subscribe to us on your refrigerator. Okay. We'll be back next week. Um, brand new comic book, brand new news. Until then, Daniel, could you do with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye-bye. <laughs> Error.